From the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly presented by NEMA and Sourced. And hello, friends, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and today I am joined in studio by Melissa Meeker. She is the CEO of the Water Tower here in Buford, Georgia, which is a nonprofit focused on advancing water utilities through applied research, technology advancement, workforce development, and public engagement. Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm very excited to meet you in person. As I was sharing with you before the show, I had a chance to catch your podcast appearance on Gwinnett Business Radio, Mm -hmm. and I learned a lot about the water tower and a little bit about you. But for those who did not catch that show, would you be so kind as to share a little bit about what the water tower does here in the community and what you do within um, the establishment? Sure. Um, I, I think one thing is just the recognition that Um, most people don't even think about water, right? So you go to your faucet and you turn it on and it comes out, you flush the toilet and it goes away. There's a lot that happens behind the scenes. So the water tower is all about um, that space. How do we drive innovation for water utilities to help them be more efficient and use our tax dollars as efficiently as possible, um, help them, you know, do more with less uh, and get into this this century in terms of technology innovation. So a big focus on workforce development, great water careers um, that we're highlighting and and training people to be in. So just a really special space right here. Right here, yeah, Yeah. locally. I know that the facility is gorgeous and I've only admired it online. You were talking before the show a little bit about maybe some uh, offices that are available within. Um, Share a little bit about what kind of goes on inside the water tower. Sure, Um, it is a phenomenal building. Um, Our third floor is all private tenants. So we have um, mainly large engineering consulting firms that have offices. Um, And those are, you know, long-term tenants. We also have a co-working space on the second floor that supports our entrepreneurs in the water space. Um, We have some uh, companies that have offices downtown, but they have a person that lives up here, so they have an office in that space. Um, And then we host events. So we um, regularly have uh, water professionals from uh, really around the world at the facility participating in workshops and trainings and different things like that. Um, And then it's also available to the community if they want to rent the space. So it, it, like I said, is a beautiful space. Um, And we're kind of diversifying our funding. So we're open to almost anything. (laughs) And it has a water tower there, right? It it does. But is it faux or is it real it's faux but it does light up at night nice a beautiful (laughs) water feature shall i say exactly melissa i was reading your bio and i noticed that you have quite um many years in the can we just say you've been in water for 30 30 30 plus years yeah um that's very exciting and i'm sure there are a lot of intricacies like you were mentioning that the general public probably doesn't ever think about Mm -hmm. first of all i'd like to know how you got into the business of water and a little bit about what inspires your passion daily to remain in the industry yeah um it's such a, a great industry um when i think about um how I got started in water. I think it goes back to uh, being raised by my mom, a single mom. Um, and, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of things to do. We were in um, Florida, born and raised in Tampa. And um, we went to the beach and we just walked the beach and picked up shells and 
Um, that's where we had our quality time uh, as I was growing up. Um, so I always knew that I was going to do something in the environment mm-hmm. um, and water, around water. I actually got my degree in marine biology, and after about a year working um, in that field, I figured out I couldn't really buy groceries, so I branched off and, and started focusing in other areas. When you think about water and why it's so important, um, it's it really is the the basis of society you know it is life it is yeah um and it's it our economic uh, development in the region our obviously quality of life all those things would not exist without water mm-hmm. so it's at the core of everything that um, we need uh so it's just always been a passion like you said water is life yeah. there's nothing well no, even cactus needs water. That's right. Nothing can survive without water. Um, that's very interesting. Share with us, like, kind of fill in the pieces. You were saying you went from Florida to D.C. and then here in Georgia. So kind of take us through a little rough path of your career and the ascension to sure. where you're at today. Sure. Um, I literally grew up working for the state of Florida um, and just, you know, progressed in positions. Um, and we can talk about that as, I, as the advice I give um young professionals and uh, women in our field. Um, uh, I did, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was that if I wanted to go up any higher working for the state, I needed to get out. So of the go, state? No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> of, of the state agency. Okay. Um, in order to move up, you need to get out and get other experiences because that's what makes you a strong candidate for higher level positions. Um, so that was great advice and I give that often. People don't wanna hear that because they like their jobs, but at the same time, it's that diversification that makes um, that makes a really good manager and, and leader. Mm-hmm. So, where was I? <laughs> well, well-rounded. <laughs> uh, you were talking a little bit about that some of the advice that you give to professionals, but that you were working for the state of Florida. Yeah, so I worked for the state of Florida. Um, I actually worked for three different governors directly in governor-appointed positions. Um, and uh, I got approached by... Um, a executive or CEO, executive director of a nonprofit in DC who was retiring and um, thought that I would be really good to walk in his shoes. So um, I interviewed for the position and long story short, went to DC, actually Alexandria, um, and ran ran a, a, a research foundation and a trade association around water. Um, and that progressed into another organization that we merged. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, and then um, Gwinnett reached out and um, said, hey, we're, we've got this idea and we'd like to talk to you about it. And they, I'd like to say, I like to say that the previous, he's since retired, um, director of DWR, Department of Water Resources at the county, stalked me <laughs> for a while to get me down here. Um, and I just loved what the idea was and wanted it to be sort of my capstone for my career. So okay, here I, like I am. That term, capstone instead of cornerstone. So they recruited you essentially yep. or stalked you while mm-hmm. you're in D.C. Yeah. So they were following your work avidly. And obviously mm-hmm. you're doing some trend setting. I don't know if that's the right word, um, but some noteworthy things within your, your field. And they said, hey, we have this idea. Would you come talk through it with us and see if it's something that you'd be interested in doing? Exactly. Interesting. And you mentioned being here in Georgia for about five years. Yep. And the water tower only erected within the past Last year. Last year, there. yeah. So this has been kind of in the works yep. for like four years prior. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, to, to create something amazing takes planning. 
right? I would imagine so. <laughs> yeah. um, just out of curiosity, what is like your primary function? I understand I read what your literal title is, but as far as within the water system, what do you do like day to day? When I think of, you know, water, I think of a variety of things like water treatment. I think of litmus paper. I think of testing, you know, pH. I think of the water towers, cleanliness, how it gets to the consumer, like you mentioned, um, but also a lot of agriculture and maybe some environmental things yeah. kind of go into it. Are you involved in all scopes of water? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, and it, even on the wastewater side and reuse and everything else, yeah, it's, um, you know, a day-to-day basis, I've, I talk to a lot of people. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> Bring in, you know, we're, we're all about um, creating an ecosystem at the water tower that um, sparks conversation and uh, cooperation and collaboration. Um, so it's... Uh, you know, the only way we do that is by having an active community. Mm-hmm. So it is talking to people about what events we can host, talking to people about what thought leadership pieces we can write, um, talking about guest speakers we could bring in from, you know, California or other places where they're in water scarce areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing some really creative things. So bringing that knowledge here mm-hmm. um, and just having conversations around water is, is what I strive to do every day. I live um, on Lake Lanier, like we were mm-hmm. talking about the hall side. Are you able to share with us and me specifically, because I'm curious, a little bit about the specific usage of Lake Lanier? I know that it is uh, a large contributor to the water here in Gwinnett County, correct? That is our sole water sole source. water source. Yeah. And I believe in hall where I'm at, it, it is a, yeah. a bit of, and maybe for Scythe as well. Yes. Uh, I have no idea what that means. Can you maybe in layman's terms kind of like explain? So we literally get the water from Lake Lanier. Obviously, yes. it needs to be purified. Yes, okay, it goes through a treatment it. plant. So yep. it goes through the treatment plant. What is in a treatment plant? A bunch of filters? Filters, like, okay. yeah, yeah. So There's And then it, it gets it to... Is it potable water? Is that what po- it's called? Potable. Potable. Yeah. That's potable. A- potable water. And Looks then like potable when you it, stare. Right, when you look at it. <laughs> and then it comes to us. Yeah. But do we feed water back into Lake Lanier yes. as well? Okay. Yes. This beautiful cycle. It's called the urban water cycle. The urban water cycle. Yeah. So we pull the water out. We uh, treat it, um, disinfect it so that it can get, you know, through those miles of pipes to your house and be safe to drink still. Um, and then when it leaves the facility, uh, when it leaves your house, it goes through another treatment facility and then is discharged back to the lake. And for Gwinnett, the water that's discharged back to the lake is actually cleaner than the lake water quality. So wow. and they treat it to a very high standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we do that because we respect the fact that it's also our source water, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's, it's important to point out that there are a lot of people downstream that depend on the water as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have heard of the tri-state water wars and all different things like that. So the way we treat water in this region by putting it back in the lake is actually respectful to those downstream water mm. users as well. So um, very, it's, a, it's a very complicated system, um, but beautifully put together. Well, thank goodness you guys are thinking about people downstream as well, because right. I know the consumer, I don't want to say it doesn't have the bandwidth, but ordinarily, like you said, people don't think about 
how it got to their faucet, how it got to the Brita, things like that. Um, I'll get off the water topic here in a second because I know that's not in your entire life. But as you have a sip of your baby spring water now, oh no, hold on, Mike switched it out because it was purified before. Do just share with our listeners a little bit about what you were talking about. You're very enthusiastic about certain types of water. Yes. So, and I've heard myself and people brand and they try and sell it like crazy, like high alkaline water, you know, all these different things. Help dispel these myths for me, please. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a gimmick for everything, right? And and we pay for those gimmicks. Mm-hmm. The cost of bottled water is astronomical compared to what your tap water is. And the the utilities have to go through such stringent testing and regulatory requirements that the water is fantastic quality. And if you ever question that, you can actually go online on each utility's website and look up the water quality. They have to report it and it has to be made public. Um, I know uh, personally, and I probably said this in the last podcast, uh, I filter my uh, tap water Mm -hmm. at home and that's because they chlorinate it so that it's safe when it gets to me and I just don't like that smell. Yeah. Um, But your Brita filter, totally takes care of that nice um yeah and we have water bottle filling stations all over the water tower i love those um, where you give just out water bottles yep. exactly mm-hmm. put your water bottle right mm-hmm. up there um you know it's just it's a single-use plastic container that we don't need yeah and we're paying a lot for it a lot so uh you may not know that gwinnett last year was voted the best tasting tap water in the state oh yeah tasting eh? yes huh um, so that's a great tidbit. Absolutely. So given that it's the best in the Taste, state, maybe drink you should up. drink it. Exactly. Look, look, look. Just really quickly, because you said Tampa. Um, I used to visit Clearwater. My uncle lived in Clearwater. Yeah. So I loved going down to Florida in my youth. The water tastes funny in Florida to me, like sulfuric. Like Florida water has a very distinct taste to me. Um, it has sulfur it, in it. So it yeah. is. So yeah. because you have that taste or smell so forward does it mean that it goes through a different filtration system or that it's a different standard or is that just something that's an element that you can't it's yeah it's elements actually in the ground Mm -hmm. that cause the water to taste differently depending on where you are exactly well you have um okay now we could talk about sparkling water we could talk about all this stuff (laughs) no i'm just teasing uh let's share with our listeners a little bit about the personal side okay um melissa you mentioned to me that you live not too far away on some land Mm -hmm. so you and your husband have a beautiful home and talk to me a little bit about what you guys uh, do day to day when you're not um helping people understand the importance of water and i do make him work at the water tower too by the way yes amazing um yeah, we, we do a lot of hiking. Uh, we have a house in Colorado, so he goes out there much more often than I'm able to. But uh, we, we um, enjoy being outside and enjoy nature as much as possible. Have a fantastic dog that drags me hiking at least three days a week for at least five miles each. Um, so I try to get my, my steps in mm-hmm. uh, hiking out in the woods, which is awesome. Uh, my mom lives with us. So she moved up from Tampa mm, three years ago. So that's that's a journey, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's 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 good. It's it's a, we have a great great life. Good for you. And what does your <laughs> husband do? Do you just recruit him to help out at the water tower, or does he in a similar? Yeah, related he's field? actually a biologist. Too. Is he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't have him doing biology at the water tower. Mm-hmm. I have him doing facilities kind of things. It's amazing yes. how, how much goes into managing a building. Absolutely, the literal 
physical yeah, building. The operations. Yeah. Absolutely. Share with us a little bit of how you guys met because you guys have that in common. Yeah. Um, you went for marine biology and he for biology. Did you guys meet uh, He in was Florida? marine biology too. Mean he just, his career took him through more Cycle. biology. Yeah. We actually met in the ninth grade. In, in Tampa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you've been together ever since? No. Okay. That's not quite that that's sweet um but yeah ninth grade and um finally started dating in second year of college mm -hmm. so you went to the same school i actually went down uh to school in west palm at palm beach atlantic a small little baptist college down there and i came home for a semester because uh, my grandmother wasn't doing well and uh, i went to usf for one semester and uh, the first day of class i looked up and saw him walk by and i was like that was Richard. <laughs> Later that same day, I saw him running across the campus without his shirt on. And I was like, Richard! <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't looked back since. Oh, 30, we celebrated last year 30 years. Congratulations. Just Thank as you. long as you've been in the water yeah, industry. Basically. <laughs> same anniversary. Now, was he doing something like for a fraternity running through no. the or campus? No, it was hot. Or he was just Tampa. running. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Isn't that crazy how life kind of brings you full circle? Yeah. Had you not seen him there, obviously it was faded. The good Lord put you there together. Yeah. Uh, would you have sought him out otherwise? No. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. He ran by. And 30 years of marriage. Congratulations to you. Um, you mentioned that you enjoy hiking with your dog, Sage. Where yes. do you guys go? A uh, little mulberry. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever done Sawney Mountain? I haven't. Where's yeah. that? Like, kind of headed towards Forsyth, like around Buford Dam Road. There's a bunch of hiking trails. I've not done it myself, okay. but you can park and you see the mile markers and you always see people with their backpacks, with their walking sticks, with their dogs. I love it when they utilize the dogs and they have like little backpacks on themselves. Yeah. I know they're not carrying much, but like their own bottle of water they their and their food. doggy bags. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's still cute to see them like hiking up. Um, I wanted to ask you, because you were talking about some, some th advice for young professionals, obviously throughout the development of your career, you had to maybe continue your education in, in different fields or in whatever direction you kind of wanted to go in. What are some things that you had to do to enhance your, your skill set or your knowledge base in order to take the next step from one to the other? Yeah, great question. Um, I did, uh, while I was working full time, go back and get my master's degree. Um, which really, uh, for me, was a linchpin move um, that sort of allowed me to jump to that next level and into management. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the educational piece is, is critical. Um, I stopped at master's degree. A lot of people in our field obviously go on and, and get something different, but um, that's all I needed for what I was doing. Um, but continually, you know, read books that are in our field, read books that, you know, are self-help books, um, leadership books. Mm -hmm. So all of those kinds of things help. Um, I found that for me, the strongest uh, way to sort of improve, if you will, is to interact with other women in leadership positions. Mm -hmm. um, so often we don't, you know, you get... When, when I grew up in this career, women were very rare, very rare. Not unusual for me to walk into a meeting with literally 200 men. Um, and, uh, you know, now it's maybe 25 women. And <laughs> so we're, Still we're doing better. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. um, but it's, uh, you know, having a network base 
um, of people who are dealing with the same challenges you are, which are significant, mm-hmm. um, is very important. Um, so I, I always encourage people to, we just last night had a, uh, women, water, and wine networking event. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Women, water, and wine. Yeah. Oh. We do it quarterly. Um, it down. And is it open I was, to the public? Oh, absolutely. Okay? Um, if you go on our website, uh-huh. you can see a registration link. I, I was shocked at the number of people who said, oh, yeah, I saw something on Instagram and just came over. Nice. Yeah, we had two uh, college students who didn't know anything about us that just showed up. So, you know, these are the kinds of um, circumstances that we're trying to create to help Um, not just women succeed, but women succeed. Amazing. Um, We had talked just a little bit about it before um, we kind of jumped on the air, but I want to return to workforce development Mm -hmm. after we have a word from our partners. We know running a business is hard. There are so many things that need to get done and you don't have the time, the resources, the experience, or you just don't want to do it yourself. At Sourced, we have your back. Office. We support leaders of companies with all their back office challenges that weigh them down. Whether it's accounting, talent acquisition, administrative support, marketing, or human resources, our team of experts at Sourced will make your life easy and your back office effortless. To see how we can help you, check us out at GetSourced.com. NEMA is a full-service logistics company that provides trucking, warehousing, and expedited deliveries for the paper machine clothing industry. They offer a full line of services, including delivery within the 48 contiguous states, Canada and Mexico, plus importing and exporting, air freight forwarding services, foreign trade zone warehousing, and many more services to handle your global logistics needs. NEMA is a proud sponsor of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women podcast series. All right, and welcome back to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Peart Marmalejo, in studio today with Melissa Meeker. She is the CEO of the Water Tower here in Beaufort, Georgia, if you are just joining us. Um, before the break, we are talking about a variety of things, but I kind of want to jump back into something that is really important in all of our communities. I hear it a lot um, in my area, and I know that it is something that we face here in Gwinnett, and that's workforce development challenges. And that's one thing that you guys kind of focus on at the Water Tower. I can only imagine how many emerging young minds are in, you know, the biology field or in some sort of field that could kind of, you know, directly feed into what you do. And I'd love to um, kind of explore what you guys do as far as workforce development and how you've kind of seen some growth in that area. Sure, sure. Um, Yeah, when you think about the water industry, and we've already talked about how critical water is to everything we do. Um, the industry itself is facing just a significant workforce challenge. We have, um, I would say, at any given utility, um, a good 30 to 40 percent of the employees are at or near retirement. Wow. Um, and uh, we're just not bringing people into the water sector as, as fast as we can. So a lot of what we focus on at the Water Tower is trying to make water sexy mm-hmm. and show off those careers. Um, and water careers go from literally GED to PhD. Um, so the water tower is laser focused on skilled trades. Um, we can uh, work with someone um, to get them the training and the hands-on experience they need. And with a GED, you could be making sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. Great wow. benefits. Um, 
you know, four days on, four days off, just an, an incredible opportunity. But how do we get that message out there? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really what we're focused on. Um, a lot of, uh, I, we actually are wrapping up a social science research project uh, where we had uh, focus groups of high school and uh, college students to talk to them about what drives them, what gets them excited, what, you know, and they want to contribute to our community. They want to be a part of the solution. Um, they, they do want some flexibilities, which again, if you work in four days on and four days off, you get that flexibility. Yeah. Um, so there's, uh, there's a lot of opportunity there and we're just trying to figure out what that messaging is so that we can better reach, um, you know, the next community. generation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm very proud of, um, again, I have throughout my career tried to attack problems in a different way. So how do we draw people into our industry? We're working with the school systems, getting into those high schools, talking about those careers. But one of the coolest things we're doing are partnering with our social service nonprofits. Hmm. So like Corners Outreach, it's a, they focus on the Hispanic community um, trying to help with career development and then doing, um, I guess, child education so that the parents can get the training they need to mm-hmm. get jobs. So those kinds of things, <coughs> great partner for us. Mm-hmm. They're now selling our story. They're telling the water story. Wow. And we're bringing people into our training programs from their outreach. They're in the community. Mm-hmm. I don't need to go out in the community. They're there mm-hmm. talking to the people and can talk up. Um, how awesome water careers are too because we've given them the tools to do that yeah Um, same with uh, Georgia Center for Opportunity that's another one of our partners Um, so again just trying to do the outreach to groups that are having conversations with people every day um, so that we can share that you don't have to go to college to have a great career Mm -hmm. Um, you can you can go right into a skilled trades and and do great work that makes your community resilient I um I heard a panel discussion not too long ago, and one of the gentlemen who was speaking, he used a term um, that really kind of stuck with me, and it was in reference to um, people transitioning from high school into college or trade or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And he said that we as a whole need to reframe our language because when you hear of a student graduating from high school, immediately following that, you're, oh, and what college are you going to do? What yeah. are you going to do? Right. That's not the end-all, be-all. You just right. mentioned a whole host of other opportunities in between I know myself right when I graduated high school I had no idea what I wanted to do I wasted my parents money getting my core classes floundering until I decided what I wanted to do yeah maybe if I would have acquired a um a what is it a trade or a certificate or something in the meantime I could have been working right you know and then been able to understand more clearly what I wanted to do in the future and you know who would have paid for your education then the water utility. Nice. Because that's what counties do. They do. They support people to do that. So talk a little bit about the programs. Are there programs that you offer, um, maybe that you partner with, um, like water companies? Uh, help me fill that void. I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not knowledgeable in your arena. But you mentioned that you have all these, um, all these exciting offerings. Mm-hmm. And do you actually do them in-house? Are there like programs that people can complete in-house and you certify them and then bring them into the workforce? Yes. Yeah, so we, um, I mentioned uh, high schools. So one of the programs we work with is seniors in their work study year. So we get them for a half a day 
every day during the school day school week mm-hmm. um, and over that seven plus or minus months of their senior year they can get all the hands-on experience they need to sit for the exam when they graduate mm-hmm. with that certification exam we can place them in a utility and again they're they're in a great career right off the bat wow um, so senior programs like that are excellent we also do it if somebody wants to go through faster mm-hmm. you know I- in the water industry there are uh, you can go um, to any of the professional associations and s- and sit through a 40-hour class a one-week class um, and you know take the exam I, I like to uh, immerse our students in something mm-hmm. so I want to take longer to do that not th- I'm not going to help you pass the exam I want to help you run that facility nice and then pass the exam mm-hmm. you know so it's it's more than just you know here's your book go read it and so many of us are not those kind of people right. too you know I can't sit I tried to sit through the 40-hour class and even I was like uh, yeah. no this uh-huh. is awful um, so creating hands-on learning opportunities for for you know this generation and the next generation um, those are the kinds of things we're trying to do and is that only for people in the Gwinnett County area, or do you no. partner with yeah, the state of Georgia as mm-hmm. a whole? Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And also, I guess, retaining people within the community. I know that it's a big thing. Everyone goes to college, and you know, tech and medical is booming now, and then they go Silicon Valley or wherever, and, and they leave our area. And we're looking to attract and retain that talent so that it can, again, like you're saying, the next generation be here already, born and bred. Exactly. You think about it, how much water infrastructure is in your neighborhood. You may not even know that it's there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we need people right here. And every utility is looking for employees. Hmm. Very cool. Well, it sounds like, obviously, you're very knowledgeable and passionate. I'm sure that you have served as a mentor to many along the way. I'm curious as to who has been a mentor to you throughout your career, personally or professionally. Thank you. That's a great question. Hmm. Um, I have... I'm a firm believer that uh, people come into your lives at different points for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that I've had a mentor all the way through my career, mm-hmm. um, but I have had certain ones at certain points that were really special. Um, my first was um, uh, actually a, a state senator at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sort of, it was he, took me under his wing because um, he was used to, this is again one of the pieces of advice I give to people um, he was used to dealing with a bureaucratic system that always just gave him all the reasons why he couldn't do what he wanted to do or why his constituent was wrong Mm -hmm. and I never approached it that way for me it was well that's a tough one but let's see what we can do and sit down and try and solve the problem so I never said no I always said, okay, let's let's sit down, let's work on it. Um, he actually passed some some new rules to help address some of the things that we talked about and talked through. So he became a huge proponent for me and helped me um, get some interviews that on my own I probably wouldn't have got. Hmm. So it's not just that mentor, it's an ally, you know, that's going to actually stick up for you and, right. and put your name out there when the time is right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important. Um, I've also, uh, you know, actually one of my current mentors just uh, announced her retirement a couple months ago, and I just, I, I lost it. Aww. You know, you you don't you think about how important people are when you just want to pick up the phone and like you're not allowed to retire. <laughs> She'll still pick up the phone, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's tough. 
um, mm -hmm. and uh, that, that just makes me think of something. We, um, uh, a couple weekends ago, we hosted 36 C-suite water utility execs at the water tower. Mm -hmm. It was a three-day meeting, and they flew in from all over the country, and it really created a safe space um, and we talked about things. These were all women that are approaching retirement. Um, and one of the things that we put this together for was, you know, we, we as women in senior positions have our own biases, even against women, and don't recognize those. Um, and when we, we don't do enough to ensure that when we leave our positions and retire, that we're being backfilled by um, you know, minorities, uh, women, um, it just the, the progress that we've made, we're slipping ground, mm. um, and we're seeing that trend. So we want to have that discussion. Why yeah. is that? And a lot of it is that a, a lot of our young professionals aren't seeking higher positions, the women. Mm -hmm. They want a more life, uh, you know, work-life integration, mm -hmm. I call it, yeah, not balance. Instead of balance. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, they want more than that, and they think that if they move up, uh, probably because they've seen me killing myself, mm. you know, just because that we had to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so whatever we can do to to create that conversation and figure out what it's what it's going to take to support the next gen of women leaders into those positions, I think is is worth continuing the conversation. Mm. I love that. Yes, I, I had a I had a mentor tell me that you know all of your forward traction means nothing if you don't turn around and reach back mm -hmm. and also help somebody along the way. Ah, that's beautiful. Um, once you reach the pinnacle or even throughout the trials and tribulations, you know, it's shame on us if we're selfish and we don't consider others as well. Um, you yourself are a leader of the entire organization. How many people are on your team? I have six people. Six people. Yeah. And you have led different organizations of different sizes throughout your tenure and you yourself have been led. So what are some important qualities within a leader to you? Uh, just the ability to um, listen. Uh, I take great pride, in fact, we were doing this this morning, um, of pulling my team together and really brainstorming about things, throwing stuff up on the whiteboard and just seeing where the conversation goes. I think that helps create that team um, and it and it's not just my idea. Everybody has a little buy-in. Um, and they bring great perspectives that I don't often think about. So I think it's important um, as leaders that we get that input and feedback from uh, a variety of different types of people um, across our teams and beyond, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, cheers to you for opening up that that space. You know, sometimes it's hard for if you're just on the team, depending upon your position to I don't want to say give your two cents, but maybe collaborate or or, you know, um, kind of put in your thoughts. It sounds like you have a very open and, um, you know, well, I try. collaborative <laughs> environment. Yeah, I try. Um, it, it's it, it takes work. I think that's one of the one of the things, too, that's important that we recognize is that um, you know, when people think about, uh, well, she's my mentor. Well, you think that person is is perfect, but they're not. They're human, mm -hmm. just like just like you. And they have the same struggles at home in their personal life and their professional life that you do. Who knows what they're stressed out about? But be brave enough to have that conversation and talk to them and and see what's going on. And open up. I love that. Yeah. 
Um, well, we I, again, I feel like I've, all I've done is talk about your water, your water career. Um, what do you like to do yourself? We talked about um, professional development, but what about personal development? Do you like to read? Do you listen to podcasts? What kind of keeps you grounded and where do you find um, relief or solace in your world? That's a great question. And I will tell you honestly that it wasn't until about three years ago that I would even... I, I don't have a hobby. I don't, you know, I don't know what that is. I, I don't have anything that keeps my work keeps me grounded, mm -hmm. which is horrible. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I think for now it's the, I, I actually really love hiking in the woods with mm -hmm. Sage and I look forward to that. If I miss one of our hikes, I can feel it mm. uh, mentally. Mm -hmm. um, Manny petties are always awesome. Ooh, yeah. 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 Um, and you know, I like to escape every once in a while with my mom cause we get stressed in the day to day stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's nice to, to take her to get a Manny petty mm -hmm. or out to lunch or something like that. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of, lots of ways to find that relief. I do read when I can. Yeah. Not I find, enough. um, podcasts have really, not only because I do this for a living, but I really was invigorated by podcasts because as I was building my career, I had less and less time to sit down with a literal tangible book and I still wanted to stay sharp and I still had curiosities and podcasts are just so digestible. You can type anything in the search bar. I love anything NPR, hidden brain, how I built this. And I just toss it on on the shower, in the car, at the gym, because I can do that while I'm doing something else. See, I am so overwhelmed by the thought of tracking down a podcast I want to listen to. I will send you some. Oh, please do. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm some, like... a lot of people listen to like, I hear a lot of people listen to like true crime. They listen to things that are kind of, they're not real. I like, I like learning things. Yeah. I crave knowledge and there's just so many bizarre things out there that you can just learn about. Um, speaking of, I wanted to ask you a question, if I may put you on the spot, uh -oh. being that you were, you went to school for marine biology yeah. and living in Florida, how cool. I'm sure you just, what, went scuba scubaing in the ocean yeah. and found tell me an interesting or like crazy story um from your marine biology days maybe something that you saw underwater something that you had to test just something that stands out in your mind because I'm just thinking of what I've seen on tv and that's not a realistic scale <laughs> yeah we um I when I started um after I graduated uh, I worked in bait fish research so I mean that's the basis of all sport fishing and everything right um, so we would go out into the Gulf of Mexico for uh, 10 day sampling tours and do grids all through the Gulf, collect sample jars, come back into the office then and pick plankton for three months <laughs> until our next tour. Right. Um, so, you know, just to, to, to be on a ship for 10 days straight, those kinds of ships, because those are work ships. Yeah. No luxury. I always, I always took the midnight shift because I loved lightning storms at night just so amazing um, but the weirdest thing about that job was when we were in the lab it was also the lab where they did um, necropsies on the manatees and the turtles oh, no yes horrible um, so somebody else was doing research on that but when they wanted to cut them up and see what, what happened they'd come into our lab and oh, we'd gosh. be like stop we're out <laughs> so that was the strangest thing that I think we had to deal with I'll say goodness manatees they're such gorgeous creatures yes and there's so many of them sometimes isn't yeah. it like manatee season now or mating it's season? Cold. yeah cold. yeah and there's just tons and tons of them i had a, a co-worker that was going to swim with the manatees actually this week oh, in wow. north carolina somewhere oh wow was that north carolina? 
Maybe I'm mistaken. Florida. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I know he's from North cold Carolina. <laughs> uh, I've never swum with the manatees myself, so that's gorgeous. Um, Melissa, I have had such a great time picking your brain about all things water, and I'm sorry if I didn't highlight anything else that you wanted. I want to give you the floor here for just a second. If there's any final thoughts or any parting words or words of wisdom that you'd like to leave with our audience or share anything that I might not have covered, it's all yours. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... Um, just no matter where you are in your career, keep putting one foot in front of the other. If you have a dream, create a vision board, you know, um, go spend two hours with a magazine and start cutting out little pictures mm -hmm. that you that make you happy. Um, figure out, you know, where you want to go and then look at that every day. You don't have to sit down and stare at it every day, but just walk by and go, oh, yeah. You will, you will, that's exactly where you're headed. And I think that that's, that's something actually that I've just started doing. Um, and I can already see the benefits of that. So that's, that's one piece of professional advice. Find a mentor if you don't have one. Um, ask that mentor to be more than just a mentor and to actually be an advocate for you. Mm -hmm. um, if you've been successful, I love that. Turn around, reach, reach behind you, pull it up. Help somebody uh, else. And um, yeah, personally, just uh, just take time to enjoy the journey. People always say that. I'm trying to find that that time to enjoy it because you're just like swimming in it sometimes. But you get to where I am, and you're like, uh, did I enjoy that or did I not enjoy that? <laughs> you, run, I wanted to ask you really quickly because you've been in this um, field for 30 years. Where do you see yourself in the next three, five, ten? I would like to retire. But my goal is to make sure the water tower is solid and doing what it needs to do for our industry. Um, and then I will pass it on to a very strong team. Nice. And maybe you'll have to recruit your um, successor from Or maybe they DC. already. Oh, they like already got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for those listening that might be curious about like the events, I definitely want to check out the Women, Water, and Wine. What's the website that people can look up? Yeah, it's uh, theh2otower.org. H2O Tower. So it makes sure it's an O and not a 20. <laughs> oh, like the O <laughs> like as an oxygen. alphabetical. Yeah, not a zero. <laughs> exactly. Uh -huh. So we searching the wrong thing. Melissa, thank you so much for joining us today. I've enjoyed our conversation tremendously. Um, for those of you listening out there that find value in this series, we'd love for you to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The live shows are available every Friday at 1130 a.m. on com. Select the Gwinnett Studio. Um, for our guest, Melissa, today, and for our producer, Mike, I am your host, Amanda Pierce Marmalejo, and this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X.